it's the machine of nonsense episode 85 right i think that's yeah. that's right and we're talking about the first half of 2022 it is july folks 2022 is half over uh it's more than half over as we record this that's insane i'm your host eric joined as always by kayla hey hey we've got aaron on the pod today hi and mike hey we're all here we're talking 2022 it's been a um big year so far there's been a lot of stuff uh some categories we're gonna be talking video games we're talking movies we're talking tv um for the first half of 2022 some categories maybe had a little more content than others uh we'll see and we'll also be talking about um what's coming in the second half what we're excited for um before we get to that it's been a little bit let's go around the room what's everyone um been up to uh mike start us off what's uh what you been doing uh quite a bit actually um Watched a little movie called Firestarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Recently on uh, Peacock, and uh, that's a pile of shit. That movie. That movie's real bad. Is uh, it because your girl wasn't in it? Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I was hoping, hoping Drew Boo was in, would make a cameo. She didn't even make but, a uh, cameo. That's crazy. That is crazy. No, 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 no. Drew in that. Uh, just bloated Zach Efron, just a puffy face, like weird looking. Oh, <laughs> Zach Efron. Not even a that. good Zach. Oh. No, no, that that it's 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 entertaining at times. It's it's like a I'd I'd put it as like a sci-fi original kind of movie, that kind of level of quality. Um, I think he's got such potential. He can really tap into it, but he's also real bad sometimes. Maybe he really like took it to heart. That like all those people were upset. They're like, "Why is Ted Bundy so sexy?" <laughs> but he's like, "The next movie I'm in, my, they're gonna fucking hate my puppy right. face." Right. <laughs> Puff it up. Let's put it on and the Tremor two scale. Better than Tremors two. Worse than Tremors two. Directly oh, worse in than line. Tremors two. Tremors okay. two is solid. What are you talking okay. about? Don't okay. <laughs> I just wanted. Uh, hey, man. I just wanted to know. Um, if it was on, where it was on the Tremors 2 scale. Those Tremors got legs in the sequel, right? <laughs> They're hopping all over the place. But, uh, You've heard it here first. No legs in Firestarter. Uh, that's pretty... Uh, saw Thor uh, yesterday. Uh, just meh on Thor. Better mm. better than Firestarter, but didn't did not love Thor. You think any uh, of it had to do with, uh, we kind of hyped it up. I think we all hyped it up both on this pod and in our minds uh, a little bit. It's it's a Taika joint and everything else, and Ragnarok was so so good. Um, do, did that have anything to do with it, you think? Uh, I don't know. Like I I kind of have a, a barometer. Going in every Marvel movie, I think I set myself at the same kind of place because the, the quality's been all over the place since since endgame and uh mm-hmm. I c- there's a there's a decent rom-com in there that i would have really liked more of that side of it mm. and it they try to do a bunch taika tries to do a bunch of different things in, in this one uh and it just didn't it just seemed 
it's the first one where I'm like, man, that's just really unnecessary. This movie, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe it could serve better as a TV show or or something different altogether. I don't know. But uh, what'd you what'd you guys think? You guys saw it, Eric and Kayla. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, it's interesting you say about the rom com aspect of it because that was probably my least favorite. Like just oh, okay. the the Jane Foster stuff, um, Natalie Portman coming back into the the MCU and in into the Thor movies was like I didn't I didn't dig it. it. It didn't hit for me in any any way. There were a couple decent scenes and and stuff like that um, with her, but like everything else, I really I liked Gore the the God Butcher quite a bit. Um, I liked his like powers. I liked Christian Bale's kind of over the top scary like thing he was doing the planet he was on the black and white planet um there's a lot of cool things in regards to that um so yeah it was almost the opposite for me if if you took away the the rom-com aspects or like the jane foster stuff and if i would have gotten more of the guardians of the galaxy stuff more of the gore the god butcher stuff that um even more of the the gods, the pantheon of the gods, and all that maybe. Um, but like you said, it's it's a it's a lot of stuff. It's just a lot of jumping quick to different places and different characters and stuff. And eh, it's maybe a little too much. What what did you think, Kayla? Well, you bring up the guardians, and I thought that that was something totally unnecessarily unnecessary. Yeah. Like like Mike said, like it would have made sense. Um, it could have made sense. They could have done something that made sense, and they did not. Um, I actually, though, thought it was really solid. The thing for me is I think it has, like, it doesn't change its speed at all. It's just kind of like a solid going, going over. I didn't think there was anything, like, really, that really stood out. It was just kind of straight through, um, which, which is fine. I, like, I would, I would watch it again. I, when it was done, I was like, oh, that, that was, I enjoyed it. You know, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing terrible, though. Yeah, I, I think I, I had fun, but um, I think you said that it was kind of like unnecessary, Mike. It it did like at the end of the day, it did feel like huh, if this movie didn't exist, like where the where it left the MCU or where it left like the Thor character, where it left any of the other Marvel characters, like, I don't, I don't nowhere. I don't, it didn't like change anything in in my mind of like where everything is in in that mcu world so yeah unnecessary maybe but but i had fun i I think i'm I'm in the same realm as you kayla just like eh, yeah mid i'd recommend it yeah yeah i I could i would kind of maybe cut that guardians part and tie jane into that more like i would have wanted them kind of going on like more adventures or something i i I liked the chemistry between those two i I don't know but uh did too um, besides that, on the games front, I finished, uh, the Cuphead DLC. Uh, that's really good. It's really short, real sweet. Uh, that's the Delicious Last Course DLC. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> um, that's really cool. You get to play as a new character in this one, Miss Chalice. And she actually, like, plays differently than Cuphead and Mugman. She has got, like, a double jump. Uh, and a really good dash, and uh, yeah, it it felt not as uh, cruel as the main uh, Cuphead 
storyline stuff could could be. The bosses were by I don't know by the there's only like I would say like six or seven bosses in this one, and uh, by the end of it, I was able to kind of finish them like instead of like a hundred tries or something, <laughs> I could do it like in like a dozen or something. So, can you uh, play it without having like completed the? Uh, initial story and stuff like that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah okay i've never finished cup i've gotten to like the end of cuphead and never able to get over that hump uh so yeah you can access it i think once all you have to do is beat that first island uh and then you can access the dlc that's cool and the dlc is like eight bucks I, th- I felt like it was a great price great value on that how long uh, do you think it took you to beat it uh, just a few hours. Yeah, I beat it in one sitting last night, so. Nice. And, uh, been playing a little bit of the Monster Hunter expansion, Sunbreak. I'm not super far in that. I've only fought, like, the first monster. It was just, like, a cool crab-type uh, monster. That's your game and... of the year last year. Is this one not grabbing you as, as much? It's just a lot. Like they're they're just throwing a lot of like t- tutorial messages at you. A lot of like, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back in for sure. I'm waiting on someone to to join me yeah. there. Yeah. So I, I would. <laughs> well, I come should, on, Kayla. I think you should. <laughs> and uh, that's it on the games. Uh. For TV, though, uh, Hulu's been cranking out a couple shows that I like. I've started The Old Man, Ooh. which we uh, we talked about on a on a pod not too long ago. And uh, that's just like Jeff Bridges is uh, a man of mystery. He's got a lot of, you know, things in his past that they're slowly telling you about. He's kind of like a he's like a spy that. Uh, uh, went over to and like was the right hand man for some important guy in Afghanistan or something like that, and that whole story, like what happened there, uh, is slowly being dulled out. Now he's being being chased by uh, the FBI and things like that. Um, but the other show on Hulu that I that I really really like so far, um, have any of you guys watched Bear? Oh, the, 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 the Bear today, yeah. Aaron, I, I I really want to hear what what you think about it. I'm only a couple episodes in, but it's really good so far. Um, I heard it's like somebody said it was like the most stressful thing they've ever watched. <laughs> it is because it, it bear takes pl- so um, it stars one of the characters from Shameless. I don't know his name, but he played a character named Lip in that show, and he's basically inherited his brother's restaurant. And I think the show also takes place in Chicago, just like Shameless did. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of just fast dialogue in the kitchen. A lot of people being really rude to each other. <laughs> but uh, he plays a character who was he went like somewhere in Europe to try to train to be like a top culinary chef yeah. or something like that. And He's uh, a fine dining chef. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of failed at that. And is trying his damnedest to bring this restaurant in, up to something that, you know, you know, trying to polish a turd, basically, trying to get it up to snuff. And uh, 
I don't know. It's really good. I, uh, it introduces a whole cast of characters uh, really quickly, and they're all just really endearing and funny and, and cool right away. I, I, I like the whole cast so far. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm really excited to start that show. I've been looking at the – I saw some trailers for it. From what I've heard, it's it's pretty true to, like, the experience, the experience of, like, working in – in a restaurant or as a line cook, that that type of thing, like it, uh, it really encapsulates that well from from people who have, you know, have kind of said that. So, um, yeah, it's it sounds super interesting. It, originally, when I um, there wasn't a ton of like hype for it, or at least I didn't see a ton of yeah. uh, stuff ahead of time. But um, as soon as it hit, it just seems like everyone has been raving about it. So, yeah, that's uh, that sounds interesting. That might be coming around the bend. How about you, Aaron? What you been up to? Not, not a ton, honestly. Like I just, uh, I watch, I've been watching a lot of just like true crime stuff. So like it's taking up all my other time. Um, I just saw minions. Uh, I was a big fan of that. I thought it was good. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you go in a full of... suit? Uh, oh, I didn't. Cause you know, a lot of places are banning those people. <laughs> Kayla and I sound- saw some uh, the other day when we were leaving um, Thor. Uh, there were a, a whole gaggle of gentle minions. Right. It'd be, oh. it'd be funny if they just dressed up, but apparently, like, they spend the whole movie, like, cheering and throwing things. And so. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I heard there's, like, a certain song in the movie that they would just get up towards the screen and, like, mosh pit, like, or whatever, oh, and a, wow, yeah. a Gen Z equivalent of mosh pitting is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, what's really weird in the movie is, like, so the, the, the minions have always spoken gibberish that if you listen is made up of random words from different languages. They speak so much Spanish now. Like, <laughs> there's, there's these people who ask the director if minions are people of color, <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's... It's crazy. Like half the half the words they say are just in Spanish now. It's weird. But other than that, it was a uh, uh, it was it was really good. It was fun. Um, like all of, I like if you like any of the minions or Despicable Me, then you'll like it. But there's a lot of references like that aren't like overt, like that are to the previous movies. It was a lot of fun. My kids liked it. I other checked out the I, soundtrack to that, and I was not. Uh-huh. A, I was not happy. No, <laughs> Some of the covers that were done for that. For the minions movie, <laughs> so people love the soundtrack. Apparently, it was put together by uh, shoot, who was it? Oh, Somebody yeah, my uh, Jack, was it Jack Antonoff? Uh, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I remember it being a, a big deal, like just getting a bunch of artists together that were like all, all buddies and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, what's his name, Jack Antonoff, which is from one of my he's in like one of my, my wife's favorite bands, so she was really excited about that. Yeah, so there's that. Um, um, I watched part two of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something, right? <laughs> Did it finish strong? It finished emotionally. Sure. Oh, okay. That's um, how I put it. Yeah. So the I would say part one made it made the show my favorite season of Stranger Things, and then part two. There's all this hype, like there's all this stuff like uh, Millie Bobby Brown says they need to start killing off characters because they add too many and people like and I thought it was coming down from like the higher ups on the show. Like this is going to be our Game of Thrones season. It's just not. They 
I'm not. I want to give this away, but it's not. It's not. It's it's like all the other Stranger Things, where there's no real lasting damage. Yeah, I've I've seen quotes from the Duffer Brothers like, but yeah, he's, this, he's is, like, this isn't Westeros. This is Hawkins. right. But like they spent this whole time leading up to it, saying this is our, right. this is our Game of Thrones season. Yeah. Um, and I think they're just referencing the fact that the, the pe- previous three seasons they get out completely intact with nothing affecting them, even though like they're fighting these world-ending monsters. So in that sense, then yeah, it is a little more dramatic. But in a very real sense, it's it's not. You you end up where you started. But it was still good. I still cried, so they got what they wanted. <laughs> they got their pound of my tears. Um, I think it was the season that after that a puppet f- scene is really. Oh my really god! Much. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> then it's the uh, I don't know that much about Metallica. Sorry, Mike, but apparently the 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 guitar of him because until the, until the song itself is overplayed, what he's doing, the guitar line itself was recorded by um, the bassist's son from Metallica. Oh, right on. So like when you hear it, it's playing because even though the, the the actor for Eddie did learn to play the song for the show, he obviously couldn't play it to the level where it's a professional quality of of, mm. of that guitar line. So um, that's actually the bassist from Metallica's son playing it for Stranger Things. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that scene is really cool. Actually, everything in the show to do with Eddie is one hundred percent amazing and. They nail the character like in the first season. You think he's like, oh, okay, so they're just gonna follow the old metalhead or punk outcast stereotype where he's just an asshole because he doesn't fit in, and he doesn't fit in because he's an asshole and like that kind of thing. But really, he's an asshole to the people who are just you know shitty to outcasts. Right. And to everybody else, he's just this amazing person. And they, they they sum it up so well at the end where they say like he was cast out by everybody and he never once even gets mad. So, yeah, it was Eddie, different. Eddie, it it wasn't the cliche like trope that you you thought it would would be. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Eddie made the whole fucking season. Eddie and Argyle, who is uh, Argyle Spencer from American Vandal. So if you liked him in that, he's really good in American Vandal. Um, Eduardo Franco. Yeah. yeah. Um, those two basically mean. Best hair in the game, Eduardo Franco. Without yeah, a yeah, I'm always amazed by his hair. Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, he made That's the whole the like, his, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the whole like the 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 party splitting into two, you know, uh, out in California and and the other one in Hawkins. He is what made the California party watchable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without him, I'd be like, I don't give a fucking shit about Jonathan anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was that was the the splitting up of it all was very like, especially in the the middle when everything's going on in three different places. Basically, I got I got real kind of disoriented and and confused um like okay what's happening in california what's happening in hawkins trying to remember like who's where kind of thing right um it was a little disorienting it it kept me going i was still interested the whole time i I didn't think it like really lulled but it was definitely like i turned to kayla a couple times and like wait what what? so in hawkins stakes are fucking sky high they're saving people 
people are you know people running up dying, the hill, missing, all that stuff. Right. The run. Then, then they cut to California, and it's just Argyle and Jonathan smoking in a van, <laughs> trying to convince Susie's sister to get out of the way. Like that's like it's it, it goes from being like really really serious to I guess they wanted that more comic relief without cheapening what was happening in Hawkins. So for that point, it was successful, but they could have made them work. Like they didn't need like eight characters doing what one of them ends up doing. Like, right. So 13 hours of, of, uh, of a TV show, you know, it was, it was a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I, I still, uh, they, they've said season five is not going to be as long. They said Mm -hmm. it's going to be much shorter. Uh, I was predicting, I was talking with, uh, Megan. Long wait for that fifth season. Right, yeah, now we, we got to wait even longer. <laughs> They're going to be in college for this next one. Um, I was talking to Megan, I said, how long do you think it is before they start giving the other main characters powers? Because any show where anybody has powers, they give it to the peanut gallery at some point. Temporary V. Yeah, that might uh, lead us into some of our conversations, Kayla. <laughs> Other than that, I've just been playing Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, nice. Yeah, like, that's that's about all I got going on. <laughs> nice. Um Final Fantasy Eight. Uh let's transition from that. No, you mentioned um that you know, giving side characters uh superpowers and stuff. Kayla and I just finished The Boys, uh season three. And um I don't know if I ter- like asked you, Kayla, like what what did you think of the season overall? Liked it. Yeah. I thoroughly liked it. I, I would recommend it. Yeah, I think I think it was um the highs were were higher than than the lows without a doubt. I I they keep ramping up the like just violence and vulgarity and and all of that. So like if you know what you're getting into with the boys, like it's just more of the same in a lot of ways, but um if if you like that in season 1 and season 2, um they keep keep it going and it's it's also just like just more biting social commentary and stuff like that. Really good stuff. They, I, I think they do a good job of not making that feel stale because it, it is a big like, oh, look at all this right wing stuff in in modern American politics. What if superheroes were part of it? Um, but for me, it never got really stale. They like found interesting ways to keep kind of banging that same drum, even though it's. It's the same drum, but you know, maybe a diff- little bit different rhythm here and there. I know you guys. Uh, I know you guys don't use Reddit, but so there's a subreddit called Subreddit Drama where they just make fun of when whole subreddits start arguing with each other. <laughs> and apparently, there are like whole groups of right wing people who absolutely love the boys and love Homelander, and in, in this season are very upset to find out that Homelander is basically a bad guy. <laughs> because this whole time they, just they have believed <laughs> in what he said. Well, because they all, they believe all that right wing stuff. That's sure. so when he stands up there and he starts talking about like America first and superheroes should join the army to destroy the world kind of thing. Like that, they're on board with that. <laughs> like if that happened in real life, they'd be into it. So like when it like they're like, oh my god, so he's working with a Nazi. Oh, like like they're like they're getting all worked up. So they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe uh, the boys is getting political. And I was like, uh, that's what who Homelander has been this whole time. Like in the first season, like the first four episodes, he kills a whole plane full of people <laughs> like. So 
I don't know. It's, it's, it was, it's just a really funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's wild because it's like so over the top and just like on the nose with like it's, it's commentary and everything else. Like, oh yeah, obviously Homelander's a fucking Nazi, you know, like, but for someone to not get that immediately, it's, it's, it's Donald wild. Trump with powers. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, I could even see it like turning someone off regardless of your politics with like how on the nose it is, honestly. But, um, I think that's hilarious that people aren't, aren't getting it or, or just now getting it. Like there's all these posts like, wait, Homelander's the bad guy. Like, are you serious? I think he does a great job though. Like I really, really enjoy his name's Anthony star, right? He's just really, really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I think the new addition to soldier boy, um, I don't know the actor's name offhand. He's from supernatural Aaron Jensen Ackles. Yeah, I, I thought he was fantastic. He was kind of my standout. Um, Anthony Starr is great, but he's been consistently good as Homelander, um, whereas this was like a, a brand new character. I thought he was really good. He's just shitty Captain America. Like, if Captain America was a piece of garbage human being, um, he's just that, and I, I think he does it really well. I have no idea. I've never really seen him in anything, so I don't have, like, a relationship with that actor, but... So, U.S. agent. Yeah, he does sure. the U.S. agent thing a lot. He, he does. He, he'd be smashing heads with shields. So obviously he spent the last 15 years doing um, Supernatural, but before that he pretty much was just in soap operas. Mm. So he wasn't really in a lot of stuff. But I, I haven't watched yet. I think that's crazy. He does so well, seeing as like, nobody watches Supernatural for the acting. Jensen Ackles not, isn't particularly a fantastic actor, but... Um, I haven't watched a new season yet, so that's pretty exciting to hear. I thought it might be yeah. bad. That's what's been holding me off from watching it. No, I think, for me, he was my favorite character of, of this season um, because he just, like, uh, he he does a very specific thing of, like, hey, be Captain America, talk like, like, literally talk like Captain America and everything else, have basically the same kind of backstory and all of that, but if you were just, like, the most shitty human being, like, if your morals were completely gone, as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, Captain America being Mr. Moral, um, I think it works really well. I, I like that uh, quite a bit. But, uh, yeah. Is fake Aquaman still good? He's kind of used sparingly. There's some, um, uh, there's some, some standout scenes. He, he's not used as much as he was in, in season one and, and two, unfortunately. So, okay. yeah. He grosses he's me such out. a creep. Oh. Yeah. I, his, he the, does it well. I, every time I see him, my skin crawls. I would think about gills. Mm. So after that season where the girl put her fingers in, I'm like, oh, God, I hate him now. I wish they'd just throw him off. <laughs> No gills. Uh, that's a spoiler for season three, but there are no Sorry, gills yeah. in, oh, in awesome. season three of the that's, boys. That sounds fantastic. You're selling me on this. <laughs> All TV. thrills, no gills. That's I like some 41's best album, I think. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the last thing, seeing as we touched on Thor, we touched on the boys. Kayla, Kayla started uh, Hacks. She's only a couple episodes into that, cool. but um, I caught like 15 minutes uh, of of Hacks and uh, looks like looks like good stuff. You're you're digging that, right, Kayla? I do, I do. Yeah. I'm only two episodes in, so it's getting started. X, but X stays just perfectly fine. 
Like it's just not great, not bad. It's just it's just good. It's just a good show. All right, I like that. I'd say the same thing about uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which me and Kayla played through in uh, two sittings, two quick kind of sittings. Um, I hope they get to do more with that game, like expand on it. I think you could easily just like do a bunch of DLC little 10 episode things or whatever. I think it's like 15 episodes, 16, 16 maybe. Yeah. Little stages that you're on. They're like eight minutes a piece or whatever else. Probably if you're better, maybe less than eight minutes, but um, yeah, I would be totally into playing more stages of that. I, I had a, I had a good time. Uh, I played as Michelangelo. Kayla played as Leonardo. Yeah. Um, I would appreciate the chance to like get better. Like it was so short that like, I feel like I, could could have improved my combos and skills and stuff, but then it then we were done. Play it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, to ramp it up. And you yeah. like level up, so like we didn't really get to our like unlock everything that our turtles could do until the last couple levels or whatever else. And then by that time we had already kind of gotten into a groove of like Okay, this is how I did a lot of like jump moves. That was Michelangelo became a world class jumper in my playthrough. <laughs> See where you guys fucked up is not picking April O'Neil because she's oh, she good. She's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> that game, okay. she's like I would say like Tifa from FF Seven mixed with Chun Li. She feels so oh, fun, really great to use. Um, and yeah, that that game's rad. I I would love more of it. The animation is so well done on it that I don't know how quickly they could do something like that unless they were holding something back mm. from the main game. But uh, yeah, like Cuphead, just am- amazing animation in that, and just a lot of fun personality. Just to see the the Foot Clan soldiers <laughs> typing away at computers in certain levels or pretending to be chefs or something in another. Part of the robots, TV like the early cartoons made them, or were they actually they people? exploded like, like when robot. you like killed them and stuff? So I think they might be robots, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, really cool. yeah. We also started watching Minx. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, Minx, uh, big fan. Uh, it, it's maybe the only show on television that meets the high penis standards, uh, that Kayla have has set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made a dent. It's made a dent in the penis to titty ratio. Yeah, it's it's at least one to one. It's got What's it. It's on. It's on HBO. Yeah, it's, it's on, on HBO. HBO. Yeah. <laughs> HBO loves dicks. Did like, you guys notice know. the dick of like, man, that guy needs to go to a hospital. <laughs> he needs to go see a doctor. It's like, whoa, how do you find something to wear? Like, how do you fucking like? Yeah. Is all the blood locked He ain't wearing shorts body? in that time. Like, did you ask if I noticed if I saw the big dick? Yes, I saw did the you? big yeah, dick. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because it's such a quick flat montage of yeah. like a hundred dicks, but there's one that's like, it's like if the elephant man was a porn star <laughs> instead of like a grotesque creature man. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just really like man. We're really selling minks. I think. Sorry, I'm ruining our baby. moment of the year. I wasn't gonna watch it, but now, but I man, it's really good. No, it is more than just dicks. It's it's dicks. There's plenty of dicks and minks, but it's actually uh, I, 
we're about what halfway through, maybe a little bit more than halfway yeah. through. They're they're quick thirty minute episodes. Um, and uh, Jake Johnson is um the publisher of like a bunch of nudie magazines and stuff. And the main character, what? Gosh, I I don't know the actress from anything. Um, but uh, she's like a. a she wants to start a feminist magazine, and the idea is that, oh, how would a feminist magazine work? No one wants to, you know, publish it or whatever else. And this shady dude, played by Jake Johnson's like, well, I, I've been publishing porno mags forever now. I'm real successful. What if we put a bunch of nude men in your feminist magazine? Like, women will be into that, right? And right. they clash and stuff like that, but... um, She's right. very, uh... Um... Prudish. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's wound tight. They're the exact opposites. You know, he's Mr. Porno and she's Miss Classy. And um, they make for a, an interesting pair. Uh, and there are lots of interesting pairs as well uh, for you know, anyone who's looking looking for those. But no, it's just fun. It's just really cool. Um, and I don't know if it's based on true events. It's a period piece. It's set in the 70s, too. So, um it's it's got that it's got that cool like seventies vibe too. Uh, they really played up all the cars, all the the costumes are real cool. Uh, uh, all the clothes and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. So if you like uh, like boogie nights and stuff like that, if you're into to that kind of vibe, it's it's really feeling like that. Um, and it's funny. Heather Graham in it? Not yet. We'll <laughs> see. We're only halfway done. Um, but I think it was renewed for a second season too, so um, I think it it's done well oh, enough as them. well. Yeah, maybe it'll come up in our best of 2022 so far. Let's talk about it. Uh, we're gonna do it by category. Let's start with uh, video games. Um, I, I'll go first. Why not? Uh, I've got a, a nice little list here. Um, and the, the, I, I think it might as well start from um, one of the most successful and uh, biggest video games. We were hyped for it and everything else. Um, Elden Ring. Elden Ring was uh, just gigantic, huge, um, and I... It met most of my expectations, I would say, and and um, blew some of them out of the water. I think, like, I, I didn't, you know, there was a lot of talk going into it of, like, oh, this is going to be the, the biggest From Software game of all time and all of this. And it's not only the biggest From Software game of all time, I think it's one of, the, like, the biggest games in terms of, like, just depth of what you can do in the game um, of all time. And, um, yeah, just... Just really fantastic game. I think um, you know we've all all played it at least a, a little bit. I know Aaron, you you fell off a little bit, uh, didn't complete it, but um, you know we all all put some hours into it. Um, Boy, it's on I. anyone else's list. I'm assuming it's you know at least mentioned uh, a little bit on other lists here. Yeah, it's on mine. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's my absolute favorite game because. As much as I like the gameplay, I don't want to have to find a million little things and read descriptions to have any sort of a story. Um, but it was fun to play. I, I put like over 100 hours in. So. Wow. Yeah. The, 
vastness and the creativity are definitely nothing to to sleep on. It's there, but I agree with Aaron. It was kind of bloated to me with all that. Yeah, I did the friend software thing of like where you just yeah, you had to read item descriptions and stuff. I wish the story was more front and center. Um you shouldn't go into a from software game thinking it will be. Uh so nope, that's but shame it on could me. have at least been easier to achieve. Like the main story could have been still in that big vast world, but you can like in Skyrim, for example, you can kind of do the main story and the, the rest of the world is still there. You can still do it, but you can do the story and be done. And it the same cannot be said with Elden Ring. I think for you, it, it, it did speak to you more, Mike, right? I think I remember multiple times as you were playing it, you were like, I'm, I'm really getting like the Game of Thrones aspects of this and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I'd, I've I connected with the story more than any other from game and uh but i i still have to like what like i i subscribe to vati on on youtube he does all the big kind of um deep dives into the stories of these games and i i i think it's really good like if if you're into like you know watching other content to to feed into the other content mm-hmm. kind of thing if you got time for that uh I, I I think it's their best story so far. I I kind of know the Dark Souls story and the Bloodborne story uh through Josh and through other ways and uh I, I I dig it. I think it has a great cast of characters. I I really like uh Ronnie and Radon and and all those those kooky cats. <laughs> yeah, I think with the simple fact that like with the collected people on this call right now, we've got probably close to the 350 to 400 hours of of Elden Ring time. You know, that speaks to something. It would it's it would have to be my game of the year so far. I I don't know. I I I consumed it like so like it was just like a buffet every day of my life was like, man, how much more time I I need to like you know, finish this little dungeon here, go check out this, you know, monument thing over there, go to this whole new area. Oh, there's an elevator that takes me, you know, a thousand feet underground. And what's this going like? It's just so much. And I, I was just so consumed by it that it's finally now having been, you know, distanced so far away from it now that it's like, man, I, I kind of want to go back. I kind of mm. want to go back there and maybe start a new character, maybe just tool around and, you know, fuck shit up with my fucking laser sword or something. I don't, you know, just, just to feel it again. I, I, those, those games are so unique and there's nothing like them. And, uh, can't wait till we get either some DLC or, or some, some announcement from, 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 from <laughs> that, uh, you know, what they're working on next. I, I, I love it. Nice. Yeah, I don't mean it to sound like I didn't like it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it is just truly uh, a spectacle. Like I said, the creativity and just the all the different characters and dungeons or caves or lands or dragons or whatever you can get to is is amazing. It's it's just a lot. You got to be ready to put in a lot of hours. Yeah, without a doubt. Don't I think it's wear. worth it. I don't know. There's so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not going to platinum or 100% it, though. Oh, God. People are crazy. 
Yeah, from from like two days after it came out, there's all these posts. Like it's a masterpiece. Like so much of it, like like you said, there's a lot to dive into, but so much of it feels like half a game. Like hmm. it feels so much of it feels like to me like somebody who's making a game says, "Hey man, come test out my gameplay." No one's gonna tell you where to go or what you're doing or any of it. Hopefully, you find something that tells you. But here you go. Like, and it's fun, but like. I I didn't have a strong sense of the story at all or what I was doing or (laughs) why people were in my way or attacking me like at any given time. I just took it to be like, Oh yeah, everybody hates me. I just need to kill them all. And And you haven't played really any of the, I've never played any of the other ones. Right. So I, I think there's something to be said for Mike to, to just kind of understand how they do things. Yeah, for sure. I, if you're going in as this, this is your first one. It, it, could be extremely overwhelming. There's having the knowledge that I have, like, okay, I know how these enemies are going to react. I know like what I have to do here and being able to fo- like kind of keep that on autopilot while being able to focus on the world and everything else. That's kind of new. Uh, I think helped a lot for sure. Yeah. And just imagine Aaron, this is one where the story's probably at the forefront most in this series. (laughs) So imagine what you get with like Dark Souls or something like that. It's uh Yeah, I don't think I'll be Well see what kept me in is I play I like games where you level up. Like I spend that's that's probably why I have so many. I've got like four hundred or something hours and replaying fire uh Fire Emblem. It's because I like leveling up, I like choosing things like that. So that's what will keep me involved in it. So that's probably why I kept going as I get obsessed with leveling up or finding better equipment or leveling up equipment. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm able to just go thing to thing without having a story, because at some point I wasn't even chasing bosses or anything. I'm just chasing, like, looking for stuff. That's mm-hmm. it. Nice. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to chase. So Elden Ring was was my number one of the year. I took a cookie there. Um, how about you, Mike? Um, for me, if, if Elden Ring's my number one, uh, Tunic's probably my number two mm. so far. And, uh, man, if, if Elden Ring is just like the big buffet, uh, Tunic's like a perfect hors d'oeuvre or something. It's, it's short, it's sweet, it's, but still filled with, uh, that great mystery and awe that Elden Ring can have. Um, it's kind of like... You play as a little fox. It's it's kind of Zelda e. It's like a top, like isometric top down ish kind of view. But really, what sets it apart from something like Death Store last year or anything else like that is is the you you have this game manual and uh, you're finding pages and uh, it's just really gr- it just you're the layers of the onion keep keep coming off and you're you're. You're finding out more and more of what you can really do, what all these things mean in this world. Um, you won't even know how to like level up really uh, until you fu- like find out how. the The menus won't tell you anything. Item, there's no item descriptions. Everything's in this language that you you can't understand um, until you reveal it in in the manual. And uh, just love that stuff. You'd find so many like shortcuts and secret paths. Uh, and getting to places that, you know, you might like an end game area, you could probably access right away. You know, if you just know to go around this tree and there's a path that leads you right there and just uh, 
really loved it. I, I, I played it on Game Pass. I know it's coming to uh, PS4 and PS5, I think, next month or within the coming months. Mm. And uh, uh, excited for more people to check that out. It, it's, it's really great. Now, Kayla, uh, Halo 1 through 5 is not eligible, I know. I know. Uh, but um, I think I might know what, what, what might be your recommendation uh, aside from Halo 1 through 5. It's Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak on Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, for me, Horizon is very pretty to look at and very like easy to play. I enjoy the combat. I enjoy one of my favorite things in a video game is when you can like scan the area. So it really feeds me that, <laughs> <laughs> and I can just go hunt and gather. And I. I I loved it. I I um I didn't see the story going the way that it did. Uh, so it's a little strange. Um, but I'm here for more of it. Yeah, I know. I wasn't the biggest fan of where it kind of ended. Like the oh. the the last maybe ten percent of it was a little um underwhelming for me but like the first 90 percent of it was really great i i really liked where where they took the story and and everything else you said yeah the combat is still there just a little more refined a couple extra things you can kind of do from that first game but it felt like kind of a just a welcome like um return to to that first game which i which i mm -hmm. really liked um with which is like more story and and just beautiful i mean we only played it on the ps4 i can't even imagine what that game looked like on the ps5 like oh it was pretty fantastic I'm yeah <laughs> was um, that on your list aaron yeah yeah it was um this i didn't i don't think i played a lot of games this year that were new no so. <laughs> <laughs> that's why eric so. knew i think there's only one other game that came out this year um so yeah so it's definitely on my list if there were a few other like bangers that have been out so far i may have gotten pushed down not that the, the game was good but i felt like so much of it, it's just them resting on the laurels of uh uh zero dawn because it's it felt like a continuation like it almost felt like an enormous dlc like i feel like they would they they, they could have taken bigger chances mm. with them the robots with the, a lot of the a lot of the gameplay they could have made because uh, from the trailer and from a lot of things you find like oh man flying is going to be a big part of this no just towards the end you get flying and if you want go back and get stuff like it's i i, I think yeah, like they could have made yeah they could they could have made controlling the robots a bigger part of the game because you could honestly like go through almost the entire game without doing entire aspects of what you can do like i this. don't think yeah <laughs> we barely Eric, Eric controlled was not interested in doing any of that right. yeah he wanted I mean, I, damage <laughs> right i collected everything i did everything i got 100 percent. but then then like you I get to it, fly <laughs> right then you can fly like it was it was it was it was a fun game it was a good game i liked the story i guess where it was going from the moment mm -hmm. they talked about people going to space i'm like okay i know what's happening here Thanks. um but it felt like it was just sort of they extended the first game and we're like okay they'll be happy we just they did make the combat more intuitive and they made the melee part of it more fun but other than that like i could have 
The weapons were cool, but I could have taken her left. Like, they didn't even improve on the weapons. They didn't introduce, like, new types too much. Like, the spear, yeah. But then they made it hard to use and not practical for most enemies. And <clears throat> so, ultimately, you end up you end up using the same two types of weapons you used from the first game. And then that's, uh, you kind of repeat, like, I'm this, I'll beat this enemy. Oh, here's another enemy. I bet you it's going to fight different. But it doesn't. You knock off armor, you hit the weak spot. Next enemy, you knock off armor, you hit the weak spot. So it's... I, I feel like they could have changed it up. They could have taken chances. Instead, they kind of extended the first game. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of... I, I definitely feel you on all that. Um, I think it's definitely a game made for, like, hey, if you really liked that first one, here's more. Here's more right. of that first game with, with some little tweaks here and there. Um, it's a hard balance. Right. Well, I hope with the new story, with where the story went, it's going to force them out of that comfort zone of, all right, you're in the, the valleys of these mountains. What do you do with these robots that are different but are basically the same thing? Like, I, I hope that it's we, we go to space and we encounter stuff that's so completely different. That's what I want for the series. They have an opportunity, a real opportunity to do that um, with the way that, that game ended. Um, Based dinosaur robots? Nah, that's... Yeah. Uh, critters? Critter robots? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you sold me. They're bringing in Tremors, uh, is what's going on. No. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Tremors Whoa. with legs. <laughs> At one point, that Tremors series has to have gone to space, right? Right? I mean... That might be the only one that did... Like, right. I, I don't know. Jason did, Leprechaun did. Uh, or, well, Leprechaun went to the hood twice. Leprechaun but, went to space. Oh, yeah. Did it, oh, yeah. Leprechaun uh, 4. Mike, you kind of played the most new video games this year, I think, out of uh, maybe all of us combined. Did you have any other, like, honorable mentions that we should definitely, you know, recommend? Uh, Kirby was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, people were really hyping up the ending. Uh, maybe I've just played too many games or seen too many things. I don't know. It's kind of, kind of didn't it didn't hit the way it hit for other people. Seen too much. Um. Uh, Arceus was was all right. Pokemon Arceus. That's on my list. Yeah. Um. That was more of a. Hey, you guys, the Pokemon or uh, Game Freak, I should say, are on the right track. I think. Yeah. They can, if they could really stick to to what they were doing with that, and uh, and and work on that, and 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 evolve it, and make it not look like an N sixty four game or run like an N sixty four game <laughs> at times, uh, uh, it they it could really be a game changer for that series. And yeah. uh, I hope Scarlet and Violet, when they come yeah. out later this year, are more more change, more of that, but probably. Probably not. I, I don't know. It seems like they're going to have maybe two different series. Oh, yeah. uh, so. I, I hope they work in the gameplay from this. Like, I hope it's less about repetitive catches, you know, to like keep racking up points, catching Pidgeys or whatever I was catching. Yeah, Pidgeys. Um, I hope like, I hope they, they incorporate the mechanics without the scoring system. I think that would be a real cool advancement for the story because you can tell they've been trying to work in a way to work in their uh how they've did done the they've been trying to combine the success of pokemon go with the game series for a little bit and that's why they 
they had like let's go pikachu and all that but then they released the pokemon game and it's just still been the same game again so i hope they take stuff from arceus and put it into violet yeah i'm I'm totally down for them lessening how important combat is and just going on a pokemon adventure and seeing them in their natural habitats and you know, either saying, ah, I'm not going to mess with that big old Onyx over there. Like he's scary or, you know, like, oh, if I go, if I go on that volcano or that, that mountain, I'm going to see a magmar or something. I'm going to see something that shouldn't be in this other spot. Like I, I, I hope they just, I hope game freak with all their fucking mountain of money <laughs> actually <laughs> use it and, uh, stop cheaping out on these Pokemon games and, and, Give us something triple A. There's never been a triple A Pokemon game. This one is the closest. It's like a single A. Uh, and I, I really want something great. It's like my first name, like a capital A and a lowercase A. It's like one and a half A. Right. Right. <laughs> I want something better than Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Where do the R, the O, and the N come in? I, I'm just real fucking confused. Oh. It's the good. Let's go, Ron! Game that's coming next. Ooh, ooh. Ron it. gone wrong. <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> I like it too. Uh, can't say I've seen that. Uh, but speaking of movies, maybe we move on oh. to the uh, movie category, huh? Sure. Uh, I started off last time. Might as well um, allow my myself to start off. Um, I would hope with how much I said I love this movie, everyone would know that this was the one I was going to pick. Um, but it was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I really, really enjoyed that movie. It's my favorite Marvel thing since um, Endgame, really. Like, to, counting all of the the movies, the shows, the the everything. Um, even even though I really liked, like, Loki and stuff like that. Um, I just... I love the Sam Raimi of it all. I liked the dark tone, the kind of B-horror stuff, the violence. Uh, I think they got away with a lot in a PG-13 Marvel movie. Uh, and um, I just had a really good time. And um, it's kind of what I, I hoped to feel when I saw, you know, Thor uh, from another one of my, like, favorite creators and stuff. And um, just comparing the two and like my my overall feeling on the two, it just really cemented like, wow, yeah, multiverse was was where it was at. I, I really, really enjoyed that movie. Good movie. Great moments it. in that movie. <laughs> you haven't seen it, Aaron? No. Oh, man, I, I think I, I don't know. But it's my it's it's my recommendation. So, of course, I say go see it. But I, I think it's I think it's really great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um. And I wasn't a huge fan of like Doctor the first Doctor Strange or anything else, and I feel like this movie's real like completely different in in a lot of ways. Um, so oh, then maybe I'll like it. That's why I didn't see it. Like, I'm not. I don't really like the Doctor Strange movie. So yeah, see, I I don't know that the Doctor Strange character necessarily. Like I think Benedict Cumberbatch is about the same as he has been in in like Infinity War and and in the first Doctor Airlock. Strange and stuff. But everyone, <laughs> everything around it, everything they do with like Wanda and everything they do with um the scenarios he's put in and um America Chavez and just uh, the whole you know all the wrapping around it and and the fact that they let um Sam Raimi get like 
creepy and violent and um little gory here and there like i i think it it stands apart in a lot of ways from from a lot of marvel movies it, it's just different from from a lot of their stuff so i have to watch it well to um, go from one multiverse to yeah. another i'll uh my pick is everything everywhere all at once um been a a Kind of a a tough movie year for me. This this is really the only one that that really stood out, and it's just just a cool ass movie. It's and, and it's full of so much heart, and the the relationship between uh, Michelle Yao's character, the main character, and her daughter in the movie is 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 really great. Um, some of the I think there's a moment in the movie that will definitely be in my my five at the end of the year but uh yeah it's kind of a lot to explain i don't know i i kind of just want to recommend it to people and and have them kind of go in and and be shocked or or amazed by it and uh yeah check it out it's on it's on streaming you can rent it and stuff now and uh i'll keep that one short and sweet i i liked it i love dr strange too but i i, I don't know this one just gave me more of of something new, something fresh. I don't know. Yeah. It was on my list too. And like how I feel when I watch that movie is kind of like a, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Yet it's such an enjoyable, what the fuck am I watching? What is going on? This is wild. It's a, it's a wild ride. It's a ride. Yeah. Yeah. I really loved Swiss Army Man, like the the predecessor to this movie. Um, and this is just like that to in a multiverse, you know, like just yeah, uh, bizarre fun. stuff, but in in yeah, in this amazing, huge movie, uh, time spanning, universe spanning kind of thing, and yeah, real cool, real cool movie. Um, it's certainly in the way that like Horizon you said Aaron like didn't take like chances and stuff like if you compare multiverse of madness it still lives in like the marvel universe so they they're still playing by a lot of rules and stuff mm-hmm. everything everywhere all at once is just like gloves off we're going to do anything we want and and uh that, that's really cool they they didn't pull any bunches or uh, not take any chances <laughs> they- yeah i remember being pretty excited for them when i saw the trailer i don't know why i never saw it Oh yeah, check it out. It's Definitely it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, Kayla, I guess uh you're next. My next. Um sure. Everything Everywhere All at Once was on my list. So then the the way I picked my next ones was like, which one do I want to watch again? Because I agree with Mike. I I look at my list of movies that I've watched and none of them stand out so much to where I want to be like, yeah, this is the best movie ever. Um so my choice is Chip and Dale. Because, um, Hell yeah. I, when I watched it or when it was on in my presence, I didn't really get to sit down and like thoroughly, thoroughly pay attention to everything. Cause there was a toddler there, but, um, just some distractions, but still, even with the distractions and not being able to give it my full attention, it like is standout comedic and cute and Easter eggy and, um, unexpected. So it stands out to me because of that. Yeah, fantastic. That was number two on on my little little number, like th- top three. And um, 
while you were taking care of the toddler, uh, I was just wrapped by that movie. Uh, I I got sucked into that movie very early on, and um, you said it. Surprise! It's my. It's without a doubt my surprise of this early year. I was not, I just, we turned it on literally cause my niece was over and it's like, ah, what, what is like a, a one-year-old is going to be into or whatever. All right. This cartoon thing. Dale's a kid's thing, right? No. Sure. No, it was like, not. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was for me. It was just for me. So you uh, and your mom were dying and oh. fully sucked in. Yes. Yeah. It, it had was, no business being as, as, good as it is i i yeah. take it like a, a let's be honest a c-tier property like rescue rangers and 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 kind of doing a full kind of reboot with it was and uh, i have zero connection to to chip and dale zero whatsoever until now <laughs> Ch -ch -ch chip and dale. oh no he's doing yeah. it he's doing so the good. thing <laughs> did you get to check that one out aaron no, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, man, you're getting all kinds of recommendations today. Right? Way to go. Uh, that's a good, uh, I think, back-to-back. -back. Everything, everywhere, all at once, and, and Chip and Dale just, just watching back-to-back. <laughs> I think back the to kids would like feature. Chip and Dale. <laughs> yeah. yeah Parker and Lucy are old enough to, like, get it and, oh, and laugh at a lot, lot of, of it. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, they'd, I think they'd have a lot of we fun. We let them watch whatever. They, watch, they <laughs> love Stranger Things. We watch it as a family. <laughs> well... I just mean, like, I think Mike's kids watched Chip and Dale and really enjoyed it. Many yeah. times have they watched yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> where, I've, where I've loved the theme song, I kind of grew to like, all right, Ch -ch 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 Chip and Dale, let's, <laughs> let's fucking, let's watch something else. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's good. What, uh, what was tops on, on your list, Aaron? So this year's actually been like so the first half has been pretty good for horror movies, which is kind of like what I'm the most into. Um, so we had Scream, which mm. honestly, if it wasn't for Black Phone, I think Scream would be my number one. But Black Phone, I think, has to be my number one. Nice. Um, there's a few other ones like like X. I had so super high hopes for. I don't know if you guys saw that. I want to. Uh, it wasn't. To, yeah. Um, so the first half is amazing. It's okay. super like campy. They set the, they set the atmosphere so well and it's like they set up the atmosphere and then forgot they were supposed to write a movie. Oh no. Cause the <laughs> story, both. the story doesn't make any sense. And the second half is just God awful, but the acting and the dialogue and the, the whole first half is, is fantastic. Like it's. It's just great. Yeah, it's still it's still a good movie. It just wasn't like the first half. I'm like, wow, I'm going to love this movie. And it just keeps going. It goes down after that. Yeah, gotcha. that's not fun either. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, they did uh, the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out as well. And that, for the most part, was pretty good. I don't know if they since it's obviously set in Texas, they felt like they had to do like right wing propaganda. Mm. But so much of that movie is like, oh, these woke people are so mistaken about these rednecks who are actually helpful. Like, <laughs> it's so it's it's pretty cringy. Like, the, just the whole premise of like these like twenty something entrepreneurs buying a bunch of houses in this like ghost town that's like dying out and coming down there to start a little weird utopia woke topia and. <laughs> The, the local redneck is the one who's got a 
Do they use the term woke no, Okay. I was, that was like, on the, that was why on are you spot. recommending this? <laughs> that was on the spot. But like that's that's the backstory. And I understand that the backstory for a movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't have to be good. But it's just and then like the local redneck who's a lot nicer than he seems when he's being openly racist in the first five minutes is the one who saves him and he's a nice guy and like that that gets to be a little much. Other than that, the movie was good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Turning Red was fantastic. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Good call. Oh, so, my long list. Yeah, for me, it's it's between the Black Phone, which I absolutely love. That's my favorite. My it'll probably end up being my favorite movie of the year, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Turning Red, which I've seen a few times now because Lucy loves them, mm-hmm. and she loves the she loves the band. We listen to the their music often. <laughs> They're like a K-pop town, right? thing, right? Yeah. yeah, it's fun. I yeah. just love seeing that panda jump around that city and to see it like come alive like i i don't know i just love the whole vibe of it uh yeah, it's, a, it's a fantastic maylin's a great character i think uh, the animation was just so yeah. vibrant like just so colorful really like that yeah yeah it's great the thing i love the most are like people being like why aren't they even talking about 9 11 oh, well, that's no. fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah, they really missed an opportunity to get some nine eleven in in their fucking Disney movie. God, uh, yeah, I think Four Town second album. They they, oh. they really <laughs> dive into that. I I think that the real accomplishment on on uh, turning red was like it kept me thoroughly engrossed in it. When I feel like I am, that movie is not for me. The, the subject yeah. matter, the like. All all of it is just not a not in my genre. Coming of age, else. we've all come of age. Well, I'm I'm not even into I'm like coming of age stories are not my my jam. You know, I like I, I just stories. right, yeah. I, I, a lot of people do. That's that's not my thing. And it, it's you know, female protagonist really coming into coming of age and everything else. It's a you know, it's it's a puberty kind of movie and all all of those things and like. It's just good. It's just really good, despite the fact that it's not a movie like for me. Like it wasn't right. designed. You're not, you're not the target for, market. <laughs> I'm not the target market in any way, shape, or form. But it's just, yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah, I, I think like. Pixar still got it. I, I loved Luca last year. I loved Turning Red this oh, year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think they still got their fastball. I I people kind of. I see people complaining, like you know, where's the next kind of big kind of like toy story or some like big franchise from them and i don't know i think they're on the right track i i I like what they're doing they're giving creators new creators uh new ways to tell stories and and i like that better than seeing cars seven or something like that so (laughs) yeah for sure before we uh get off of of movies uh tomas wanted to mention the batman uh he really enjoyed that and i i think that um that might at least make some of my conversations at the end of of the year. Uh, I yeah. I really liked that movie a lot as well, and I think there were some really great characters and and scenes in in that one. So yeah. uh, Tomas couldn't make it, but he he definitely wanted us to to talk a little bit about um, the Batman. I I definitely didn't want to go on with at least mentioning it. I'm interested to see. I I hope that gets to keep going. Like I I think I think Robert Pattinson's one of the coolest actors we have kind of working right now and if he gets to do 
three Batman movies or something, uh, like like Bale got to do, I think that would be that'd be real cool. Then he could be the God Butcher afterwards. He could, Ooh, man, he could do it. I, I, I just, the God I Butcher wanna... was great. I think I, I really, I like Christian Bale a lot. Yeah. I just like, I just like Christian Bale. I think, and right. uh, just um, put him in, put him in stuff. They gave him a nose so he wouldn't look like Voldemort. Yeah, he looked a lot like Voldemort. He had a, it was a smart choice though, because we also have like, um, uh, Venka, 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 Venka yeah. Vecna. 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 Yeah. No one. Are you trying to say Dr. Venkman? Yeah, Peter <laughs> Vecna is the new character in. Uh... Robert England was Vecna, right? Or he... No. He wasn't? No. He was oh, in okay. it, though. He, he did do a. Uh, oh, he was, he was the old man. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So he's, he's Vecna's dad. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So much Maybe. of that movie has Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Very like, much so. Like just they even reference it. It's not constantly. Yeah, it's not, not hidden. So, well, <laughs> yeah, so much yeah. of that. Yeah. So much of Stranger Things has always been a um, just nonstop tributes to Stephen King. Um, even in this one, they went out of their way to give a whole Carrie vibe with Eleven in the first couple episodes. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I noticed but, that early on as well. Uh, yeah, the, the, Stephen King noticed too. He he tweeted at the Dunner Brothers and said he appreciates it, and they said they were glad he caught it and all that. Um, and and then there, there there's like, I don't want to give away the ending, but when uh, uh, Lucas is reading a Stephen King book towards the end, and like the Duffer Brothers are making that book into a movie. Oh, but wow. so much of that book is the same exact story as Stranger Things. Like the upside down is taken from the territories and all that stuff. So it's gonna. It'll be interesting to see that. Angleliers. Um, <laughs> you know, th- like they say, everything's either Shakespeare or Stephen King. I mean, those oh, are yeah, like the sure. two creators. So yeah, might be uh, the same person. <laughs> Did we they have say anything? They say he didn't exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stephen King just is Steve- just a bunch of other people like that right. took the name Stephen King. Uh, oh. Anything else in the movie uh, genre the category? Jackass. Jackass, God, Jackass I need forever. to see that. I need to see that. Um, just a just a cool send off for for Knoxville and the boys. I don't know if they'll. It seems like they're not gonna really uh, continue, and uh, I don't know. It was just interesting thinking back to to those early days of that show, and I remember just being there at the ground, you know, floor of that, like no, like seeing those ads on MTV, like just seeing a porter potty being raised up in the air and. And and a date, you know, and not knowing what what this was, and uh, for it to go on this long, be. And, yeah, and 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 to see, you know, Knoxville sil- silver hair and all on there, you know, getting fucked up by a fucking bull again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> just did took you me like, back. Did you like the new like cast of characters? Do you think like it could still work with with the new people going forward, even if you know Knoxville's not there? There's a guy in there named Poopies. <laughs> I thought Poopies was pretty good, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, it's tough to beat that original cast of weirdos. You know, there's there's only one Stevo in the fucking world. <laughs> like that guy, like that that dude's life. Only one person could go through all that shit. <laughs> like I don't know. They should. They he needs to donate his body to science. Uh, when it's all said and done. Um, but yeah, I, I could see them rebooting it into a show again or, or another movie, but to see all those guys minus, you know, 
Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn for for reasons like death and drugs and stuff. But but uh, yeah, I I, I want to mention mention that one. Yeah, that's on Paramount now, right? I think I think that's available on. on Paramount. You're probably right. That's the one fucking thing I don't have, and we'll see. Probably maybe, probably have that. Maybe we'll mention some Paramount <laughs> stuff uh, coming up in in shows. Let's move on to shows then. My number one, I don't want, just in case it's, it's Kayla's number one, I don't want to take it. So I'm going to go to my number two, uh, mm. and I'll, I'll mention my number one if, if it needs to, uh, but, but Peacemaker, uh, early, early year, uh, show that, uh, talked a lot already about on, on this pod, so I don't have to go into it, but exactly the tone I wanted from that show, exactly kind of just like. I had a lot of fun with that show. I think I, I genuinely like John Cena now as like a goofy actor. I think I want to see him in in more stuff. I liked him in like um what's that? Blockers uh was like maybe one of the like first movies I ever saw him in or anything else. One of the first like things I ever saw him in cuz I I missed his wrestling career and stuff. Um and Oh, you couldn't see him. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I was trying. I I, I tried. Uh, I watched many years of wrestling, and he just it wasn't there. But, um, no, I, I, I thought Peacemaker was great. Um, in, It was exactly what I wanted from that show. It, it kind of hit all of the marks, what I thought it was going to be going in, and, and it just did, did the thing I wanted it to. So, a lot of fun. Terrible music. Terrible music. Oh. <laughs> God, I should have mentioned how great the music was. But you didn't. Oh, you didn't. man. Yeah. Fine. What show had better music, Mike? Um, I I don't recall the music from this show, but um, I want to I want to mention our flag means death. Hell yeah! Uh, on HBO. Um, this is uh like a old timey kind of pirate adventure, but uh, the main character is a man who just wants to escape his life and be known for being a nice pirate, the gentleman pirate. Uh, and he, you know, he kind of, you know, instead of ste- earning and stealing a ship, he just buys a real nice ship, you know, and he buys a crew and, uh, eventually meets, uh, you know, a, a very famous pirate and, uh, and they develop this great relationship and, uh, the show's just great. All the characters are great. um, it's got really great kind of queer relationships, non-binary relationships too. And it kind of made me think like, man, if people were this understanding back then, but still kind of like ruthless, maybe it wasn't that bad, you know, cause <laughs> everyone just seems to be okay with everyone's kind of, you know, nationality or sexuality or anything like that. But you know, they're ruthless killers too. So <laughs> I've kind of read that that was the case in like, well, at least not in those times, but like in pirate life on, on pirate yeah, ships wow. and stuff. Pirate because, life. Well, right. Cause they just had to kind of no ladies on the ship. They had mm-hmm. to kind of take whoever was like willing to be a pirate, you know? And if, if that was a gay person, if that was a person of color, if that was like, whatever, doesn't matter. Even though those people were shunned in, high society of those times and stuff like that. Uh, not even those times, unfortunately, but like, yeah, it was just like all covers, you know, could get on this pirate ship and, and do some wild shit. And I think it, 
it does a great job. That show does a great job of like really highlighting that. Good call. Yeah. And even though Taika might have took a step back with Thor, I can still think of him as as Edward Teach, Blackbeard in the show, and and he just he's great and it's such uh, a good Blackbeard. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, great pick. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, Throw a stone at anything on HBO, and it's great though. But Our Flag Means Death is is one of the best. It's been an Sorry. insane year for HBO Max. God. I think our all of our probably uh, honorable mentions are going to be fucking HBO Max, I bet. Yeah, I have a really hard time picking shows, uh, picking a show, because I have liked a lot of them. Um, I'm going to take it way back as well, like Eric did. Um, I'm pretty sure that I can say Station Eleven is 2022, right? Because it started in 2021. So now it's a, it finished in 2022. It's so on most, my 2022 list. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Most of it was in 2022. Yeah, it, I think it like its first that, episode was like in December 20th right, or something. Right, because when you yeah. Google it, it comes up 2021. Like, what the fuck? But um, so Station Eleven, um, whereas I, I did have some parts on Station Eleven that weren't necessarily for me. It, it has moments in it that are fantastic um and we'll definitely talk about at the end of the year so you guys gotta watch it i'm surprised guy i didn't think you were too hot on it when we when i was originally talking about it and uh it's grew on you you've it's been there's 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 a scene in it that is still holding place as my favorite of the year so wow i know what you're talking about i'm sure it's the best it's the best scene so far this year just a, a great show. I, I think I said I I don't see anything maybe being able to top it, and I don't think anything has. I I love it. I thought it was just a fantastic piece of television. You just blew me away, Kayla. I I definitely did not think this was your number one that I was potentially stealing. And yeah, I, I, I didn't even to. know. I didn't even know that like you had. I thought you thought like Station Eleven was like fine and i thought i definitely liked it like more than you and stuff i know you have issues with shakespeare in in general like i said there are parts in this that are definitely not my favorite but i can ignore those (laughs) yeah focus on what i like i mean that's awesome i I, the way i kind of looked at this is like maybe not necessarily what's my favorite thing right now but like what do i want to make sure is being watched so we can talk about it later (laughs) yeah love it fantastic recommendation really i have uh, you know a long list of tv it was hard to pick and and then you had to go and say that so it kind of made me i don't know i'll pick this one hey great pick great pick yeah aaron you haven't checked out station 11 right i have never heard of station 11 oh man yeah uh check it out man hbo um it's it's the general premise is just um a it's a post-apocalypse scenario but uh there's this acting troupe that goes around uh to various communities in in the post-apocalypse and they do uh shakespeare they're just a shakespearean theater um and it's that's the part you can just ignore (laughs) i think it's just a great setup for a really cool cast of characters and and scenarios that it is um, I like the way that it was shot. I like the like mystery and the 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 puzzle that's there. Um, so, watch it. Yeah, great recommendation. I'll give it a shot. 
How about you, Aaron? I when I went through the list, there weren't a lot of shows that I watched or like that much. <laughs> I would say my favorite though was Dairy Girl season three, which is the final season of the show. Nice. It's really good. It was just it went places that I wanted to go that I wasn't expecting it to, and then it ends super well on the um I don't know what you know about the the history of the troubles, but it ends with them voting on whether or not to take uh, a deal from the British government, like mm. for peace. And it's, it's really good. Cause then it deals with like, cause most of the show is like funny until it's not, and it's serious. And then like, they're dealing with like, do they just let all the people who've been killing people over this out of prison or like, does it actually mean anything? And it's, it's just really good. The show ends so well. So it's all around like Irish independence, right? Sort of. It's um, okay. it's about a group of girls and then one boy who go to an all-girls school in uh, Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of caught in the middle of it, but then, like, they get up to, like, weird hijinks, and then, like, it's it's all against the backdrop of the Troubles. So, like, they'll be in the middle of, like, a weird talent show where they all go on stage because one of them is doing um, step aerobics for the talent show. <laughs> And then, but like at the same time, it cuts to like their parents who are watching a, um, like a news broadcast of like the deadliest bombing of the war. Mm. And it's, it's just, it's like really, it's a really good show that deal with it. And like they have to get older. And at the very end of the show, like they're, they're all just old enough to also vote. And they're deciding if like, because like I said, like, like they, they're, they're, they're bringing an end to the whole debate with, with, England and Britain and the rest of Ireland and they have to vote and it's 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 really good. It's just such a good ending for the show and the whole show is just amazing. So Yeah, it really reminds me of Belfast, which is one of my like favorite movies of of last year. Um similar I- idea of just like setting in this this awful violent time but like uh you know following children and and kind of still have to go to school and yeah. and live. It's just it's just a funny it's just it's it's they they get into the funniest stuff. All the characters are great. It's just a fantastic show. Nice. Another recommendation for Dairy Girls. I like Aaron staying consistent. I, yeah. We're all gonna become <laughs> Dairy Girls fans. I promise. So yeah, this to me TV. I, I left it for the end. Um, and I I think it's been another fantastic TV year. Uh, there were so many that I had. Uh, I have a a, a lot of <laughs> like uh honorable mentions um i thought kayla i thought number one for you would be um winning time uh which it's on my list it's it was my number one so i went to peacemaker at number two but um gotta say winning time the rise of the lakers dynasty um me and kayla and mike for that matter talked a decent amount about it on on previous pod episodes and um I just really, I really liked it. I, I love basketball. It comes, it shows a time in basketball that I wasn't super familiar with. Like I've heard of the Showtime Lakers and stuff like that, but I wasn't a basketball fan until Michael Jordan um, and, and everything else. So this is the period of time just before that. And it, it really captures kind of where basketball was at that time. And um, just a great cast. Um, Quincy Isaiah, I think, is the guy who plays Magic, um, and it's like one of his first roles ever. I think it's like his first major role, and the story follows him for the most part. Him and um, John C. Riley 
as um, Dr. Jerry Buss. Um, but they're they're back and forth. Just how how wild these this cast of characters was. Um, and I guess they take a lot of liberties with what actually happened and stuff. But I I just yeah. think it's it's a lot of fun. It and. It's it's shot in such a weird style. They do a lot of like weird film grain stuff, and um, it looks like home movies at points and and stuff like that. And um, I don't the, know how like, they do it. Talking to the camera uh, at points, fourth too. wall breaking stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I think it's it's even if you're maybe not as big a basketball fan as like me or Mike. I mean, Kayla's not a huge basketball I have fan. None. She loved it. Yeah. yeah. So I I I think it's great. Great pick. I, I need to finish it. I need to get back. Mm. back oh, that. yeah. Well, now you have to because you got two honorable mentions for it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish it for sure. Uh, we've talked a lot about Barry. Barry's great. Hell yeah. Um, the Staircase, I really enjoyed. That's like a just a one and done miniseries on HBO. Uh, Colin Firth and Tony Collette are just fucking masterclass. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're so good in that show. They they really are the ones that that keep it going and keep just made it so great for me. Um be it for me mm. as far as honorable mentions for TV. What you Kelly, you have any uh anything else we haven't mentioned? I have Minks on there. It was some it's not I'm not done with it, but so far it's definitely really really captured me. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Halo. Uh, I think it's worth watching as far as like, you know, video game TV adaptations go. It's, it's, it's worth a watch. Um, uh, Severance, we talked yes. about previously. Yeah, Severance, Severance. We've already talked about Stranger Things and the boys. That's after party. I'll, I'll say after party as well as an honorable mention. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was going to mention after party. Um, I I think any I I think it's just fun. It's it's quick and, yeah. and just fun. Um, as long as you're not the mystery, yeah, yeah. Like Ben Schwartz and Tiffany Haddish are both kind of doing their thing, like the thing that mm-hmm. they are like always doing in in stuff. And if you're not thrown, if if you find that charming, if or you're at very least not thrown off by that type of of you know thing, love that John Ralphio. Yeah, and and that's that's what he's he's doing for the most part, and um, and I think they're they're kind of standouts in that show. And uh, the guy I can never remember his name, but the guy from like the the Werewolves Within movie, and uh, oh yeah, I, I he's in so from. much. He's in a lot right now. He just plays yeah. a lot of like little bit parts here and there. Um, he's fun. Yeah, he, he's kind of the main character. Um, but but it really everyone gets a little bit of time to to shine in it because it's yeah it's a murder mystery where everyone kind of gets their own episode and stuff but i think it's fun it's it's a fun fun show after party good good call sam richardson sam richardson yeah and he's got the like the most boring name ever i i like it should be the easiest thing for me to remember but i can never remember that dude's name um yeah good call uh Anything else for, from you, Aaron, uh, aside from Dairy Girls? Yeah. Uh, my really close second choice for me was Candy. Um, I wanted to oh, watch that. Cool. Selena really watched that. She really liked it. I really liked Candy. It was so well done. If you read about the case, it's it's clearly that the, the show is very one-sided. They definitely try to paint it like 
she planned on everything, but um, but the mo- the show itself was really well done. The acting is great, so I thought that. And then um, just like on my list, I really liked Moon Knight and Obi Wan. Not enough sure. to be like my favorite, but they were they were good. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely if like if you're a Marvel fan, Moon Knight is is real solid, and if you're a Star Wars fan, Obi Wan's real star- solid. I I think maybe if if you're not. Uh, in in those fandoms already you you might not dig them um i feel like i might not have but like i i like obi-wan as a character i like the star wars universe so i want more of it even if like the show maybe totally didn't didn't work for me or something same thing with moon knight it's like oh okay expand expand what the mcu's doing give me some oscar isaac like hell yeah that's cool um i guess i got one more um euphoria uh season three god was this season three i think um that had some of like the coolest that if you can get over the kind of tough subject matter this the show's got some tough subject matter um and if you can get over the kind of cliched aspect of it too there's a lot of like cliches going on it is shot so cool they do a lot of like cool dream sequency stuff there's some really great performances, and I think it does speak to um, what growing up must be like um, in, you know, as, if you're if you were like 17 right now or something, um, what a lot of it must be like with social media, with just how the world is and stuff like that. Um, I think I think we're it's, letting our kids leave the house. Ever yeah, yeah. I think I <laughs> maybe if I was a parent, also it would be like I would hate every aspect of it. But like as as just an outside observer of what I assume it is to be like a teenager in America now, or or whatever else, or or what like a lot of at least a lot of people are experiencing as as teenagers in America. I think it's. It's wild. It's heartbreaking. It's yeah. it's gripping. It's it's a lot of stuff. It, uh, Certainly doesn't ape my teenage experience <laughs> <laughs> whatsoever. So if that's what the kids are up to these days, uh, we're in trouble. I think. I don't know. <laughs> man, man, a lot of lot of up to no good. Those kids. That's <laughs> good stuff. Uh, and one more, the shrink neck door. We mentioned it on the pod. Um, if you like Paul Rudd, if you like Will Ferrell, um, kind of in different roles than they normally play. Um, I, I think it's that's worth checking out. And it's not a super long watch or anything either. That was like, what, six, seven episodes, something like that, Kayla? Um, limited Eight. series. Um, and And they're kind of... Both of those actors, you know, Will Ferrell and, and Paul Rudd are kind of... Um, out of their normal thing that they normally do. Um, they're, they're acting outside of, of how they're normally typecast, I think. And they both do a good job in, in, in what they're doing. Um, they're almost definitely more serious. Yeah. And they're almost like reversed roles in, in a, in a way like I could all, I could see Will Ferrell playing the Paul Rudd's character in, in a movie and it making sense. Uh, and then same thing, um, you know, uh, vice versa. So, uh, worth worth checking out. That's on Apple Apple Plus as well. A lot of TV.
maybe we get to the rest of the year, the rest of 2022, um, what it's looking like, anything that we're super anticipating. Um, I'll, I'll start it off with a, a movie that I just saw the trailer for, and uh, it's Amsterdam, which has just everyone in it. Uh, it. It looks like a big heist movie. It says it's inspired by events, real events or something. It's um, just looks, looks wild. Uh, more Christian Bale for me. Um, so, and, and like everyone else, just like I, the, the type in Amsterdam 2022 and uh, you'll see the, the insane cast list uh, and give me more wild heist movies. Uh, I'm into it. It's a period piece as well. Um, seems super fun. Uh, well, the movies I'm most excited for are the Clerks trailer just came out, so Clerks three. Oh yeah! Um, wow, watched yeah. the trailer. Um, Vengeance with BJ Novak Hell yeah. looks really funny. I want to see that. And uh, Barbarian with Bill Skarsgård. Yes. So horror movie it looks it looks fantastic. And speaking of horror, then obviously there's Nope and Hocus Pocus two. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm excited for that one. Two of the best R-rated horror movies coming out, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's, uh, right. you know, it's probably the same movie, probably both by the same people, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Jordan Peele's Hocus Pocus 2, yeah. I, I might make it interesting. But I did see, I do like the trailer, I was like, they're like flying, like one of them's on a Roomba, and one of them's on like a, a Swiffer. Mm-hmm. Really, it's pretty nice. Fun. It's fantastic. The only thing I'm really excited TV show wise is I know sometime this year they're supposed to come out with another uh, second season of uh, Alice in Borderlands. Yeah, you had uh, mentioned that one. Yeah. So that'll be pretty cool to see the first one. It's done on such a big scale. It's kind of like Squid Game, but on a huge scale and like all of Tokyo. So nice. Kayla, you had some some recommendations for the rest of the year. If well, you can get I cut out Aaron. That you know, no big deal. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll see you guys. And then also, again, game wise, I'm excited about Harry Potter. Yeah, it's oh, not yeah. that. That was yeah. mine too. I watched the whole gameplay trailer. I watched everything. It looks fantastic, and like what all the fans have been asking for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be cool to have, to more extend the Hogwarts experience because you're coming in, I think, at fifth year for the Hogwarts thing. Um, but then, like, some of the locations they show, it looks fantastic. I'm so excited. So, Me yeah. too. Yeah, that one looks great, even as, like, a not super fan of the Harry Potter universe. I, I think it just looks like a cool game to play, regardless. Yeah. Well, then, like, there's things in it, like, uh, uh, Peeves exists. So, you know, it's not only based on the movie series. Um, so that's really exciting. So Nice. Oh, that's a good... Uh... Good place to to bid adieu to uh, to Aaron. All right, man. See you guys. See you. Bye. All right, the gruesome threesome. Uh, Kayla, what uh, what else are you uh, most anticipating for twenty twenty two? Well, I put down that I was going to say Amsterdam because I thought for sure you were going to say "Don't worry, darling." Hey, so I'll take good "Don't call. worry, darling." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, darling. Or, of course, speaking of heists, I thought you would say bullet train. Yeah, I'm. You're <laughs> just stealing all the mics. <laughs> no, they're all. I I think this could be a good second half for for movies. You're you're right. Yeah, Amsterdam, bullet train, and don't worry, darling. I mean, 
<laughs> Mike, are you, you're on the, that same train, right? Yo, I'm on the bullet train. Amsterdam, not so much. That trailer just left me kind of confused. <laughs> like, I didn't really know uh, what was all going on in that. It was just like a lot of, oh, this actor and this actor and this. Like, oh, okay. I'm well. fine with that. That's the kind of trailer I like. Just show me who's in it. Kind of maybe in costume. Yeah. And that's all I need. I need a little, I need a little more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, darling. That's uh, Olivia Wilde's second movie, I believe. I love Booksmart. This one's a kind of... Departure, uh, Booksmart was like a great teen comedy, and this is like a psychological thriller with uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Pew Pew, <laughs> and uh, Bullet Train. Yeah, fucking Brad Pitt, fucking fighting on a train, getting some Snowpiercer vibes. Like hell yeah, I love that setting. I love the tone of the trailer. Um, but uh. Kayla, I thought you'd mentioned we got a date for a big game coming up. We got God of War Ragnarok coming. I, I left that one for you. I may have taken <laughs> oh, bullet train, but <laughs> but then Aaron took my Hogwarts Legacy, so I got I got no game now on my list. Those are the only two I wrote down. November ninth. Uh, November ninth. They uh, they didn't steal eleven eleven uh, twenty two like a lot of people thought they might, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok. We're, we're yeah, that one and. We got Callisto, Callisto Protocol a month after that, I think, mm -hmm. which yeah. I don't know. I just I just have such a safe feeling that that game is going to be awesome. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. It's just looks good. Sounds like the concept of it. Yeah. Sign me up. Um, and uh, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope uh, coming out in October. I, I want more of that. I love that first game. Uh, they revealed that Bowser can be in your party this time. He's got a big old fucking Bowzooka weapon, I guess I think it's called. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and the fact that I could put Mario, Peach, and Bowser on a party again gives me mm. Mario RPG vibes, and uh, I want that. I want it real bad. Between a Bowzooka and a Frogun, I mean, come on. Oh, man. And a Gatlian? All in one year? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, man. We're getting good guns, folks. We are getting yeah. good guns in the video game yeah. space. Um, hear that, Supreme Court? Do not <laughs> make any rulings on on guns before we get some bazooka. All right, don't 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 do that. Oh, knowing our Supreme Court, they will just ban bazookas. I think just to fuck everyone over. Fuck. Oh, good stuff. Well, they can't. They can't relegate the French. Ubisoft stuff. They can't touch them. All right. Oh, love um, it. And I'm I'm eager to see what that uh, that Sandman show, yeah, gonna be all about. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that's a Netflix joint, and I I don't know anything about the books or whatever. Uh, really, I just know that people love it and are very excited for this. And it kind of just looks like my kind of vibe. Uh, and uh, excited to check that out. Nice. There's a big one that I'm surprised you guys didn't name uh, in the the Dra House of Dragons uh, category there. Well, it's, how are you guys uh, feeling about that? It's, it's uh, uh, oh well, let me. Uh, oh, there it is. House of the there Dragon, right there. Let's see it on the list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's, it's there. Uh, for those uh, <laughs> listening at home, I very uh, adeptly put my phone up to the webcam. Um, yeah, House of the Dragon. Um, I'm getting as when this was announced, I was not 
really excited because it was announced not too long after we had kind of a disastrous last season of Game of Thrones, and I was very fatigued with with Game of Thrones and and all of that. But now with some some time away from it, and um, I've heard you know I've been listening to some podcasts who are who've been revisiting it and stuff like that, and and revisiting kind of the hype around all of that. It'd be great to have another show like like that, like the water cooler show that everyone was kind of talking about and um and was constantly all over social media and everything else. I don't know that this is going to be that. Uh, who knows? May- maybe it will. Um, But uh, I-, I think I'm ready to go back to Westeros, you know, um, been to Hawkins. There's no death in Hawkins, but I want to go back to to Westeros where they where they kill people, you know? Yeah, just to see that trailer and just see the. The, still the the quality of it you know just man just say what you will about that last season whatever you know i i'm not a huge thrones defender but it's incredibly well-made show and uh i would i'll probably check it out too probably check it out. hbo hasn't missed really either that's another just thing like you know yeah. it's probably they're gonna always, be good they're always there for you they're just always <laughs> Man, home box office. They really get it. Yeah. They've really maximized the home box office. <laughs> they really have. Oh, good stuff. Um any anything else? Uh is that is that everything? That's the the sum total of everything we want to do uh no. the rest of 2022. Well, as far as shows go, I'm also excited for Andor and the Lord of the Rings, uh Ring of Power. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm really interested on and how people react to that Lord of the Rings uh, show and just hearing how much uh, Amazon's invested in it and, you know, how long it's taken to come out. Yeah. Eager to see how that one turns out as well. Yeah. Less, uh, less of a track record of, of consistently good stuff out of, out of Amazon. Um, but yeah. But hey, you throw enough money at the problem. I I don't know. Rhyme's good. I mean, um, sorry. Um, The boys. The boys. boys, Yeah. No. Yeah. I've enjoyed some things on on Prime. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's not like they can't hit. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I want as much of the that universe too. Like the Lord of the Rings universe, I think is something you could just keep keep mining. I would, in a lot of ways, uh, like with Marvel. Um, so I'm I'm interested and uh. Hey, hopefully I'll have two good fantasy shows kind of going at the same time that I can really, really get into. I, I, I was real before the trailer dropped. I was pretty excited about the, the idea of a She-Hulk show. Mm. Um, but I don't know. That trailer just didn't do anything for me when I when I saw that. And uh, I don't know. I got a lot of stuff to catch up on. I I, I, I need to need to get back into Horizon. Um, you know, winning time. Uh, I want to see Crimes of the Future real yeah. bad. The Cronenberg movie. Oh, I want to see God. Men. I don't think I can do it. I yeah, I, do it. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, uh, I just, I gotta, I gotta see what it's about. I gotta see if it's if it lives up to the hype. But uh, we didn't mention uh, Northman at all, and I think it it should be mentioned. That was a that was an so. experience. <laughs> I don't think it's very good. Oh, I I don't know. I, I it's think it's, pretty. Pretty to it, look at. I liked the colors. 
it's been the year of my directors letting me down, man. And I, I don't know. I just, uh, man. I, I hope, I hope Jordan in a in a few weeks. I know oh, we're all excited for Nope, but uh, yeah, we are. God, I, I, wish, I wish I didn't watch the fucking trailer. I, 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 I text you. I warned you. I took oh, that bullet. To do leave the theater. Yes. Right. yes. Jump up and run. <laughs> yes. You had to pee during the stand trailer. up and say Nope. I oh. literally took one of the, I took I took Owen and Greg to see Thor, and uh, to go on a little tangent here, and uh, <laughs> Owen needed to use the restroom like halfway through, and I, I got up to go to go take him, um, but I didn't I didn't let Greg know where we were going. I thought he would just be cool. So as we're coming back to the theater from the bathroom, one of the attendants is like, "Hey, was there another kid with you? Because he came out of the theater like screaming." <laughs> Oh, like, no. you're, like really upset. <laughs> Where the f- did you go? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! So I, I don't think I could have done the the quick escape uh, from Nope. Oh. I think I had two kids <laughs> crying, chasing me. <laughs> so. Warning to our 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 listeners: um, there's a trailer before Thor, right? Is it before yeah. Thor? Yeah. For Nope, that shows a lot. Too much. If you're, too much. If you're of the mind of myself. In almost every case, trailers show too much, so just don't go. Well, yeah, when they come out with seven see. different fucking trailers for every movie, like just right, give us one, right? Just give us one good one, but you don't have to show me the uh, whole movie. <laughs> like you don't. I wanted to go see it. Yeah, hopefully yeah. they're still holding some some you know I don't know whatever cards to their vest. Is that a, a thing that people say? Um, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope will be the savior of the second half of 2022. Uh, calling it right now. Uh, that's it for episode 85 of the Machine of Nonsense. We talked about the first half of 2022. Uh, it was a lot of cool stuff. We had Elden Ring. We had Winning Time. We had Severance. What else did we have? We had so much. It was great. It was a great. First half of 2022. Here's to uh, a good, better, maybe? Second half. I don't know. Uh, I think so. You could reach us a bunch of different ways, guys. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We've got an email address now. Machine of Nonsense at gmail.com. Just throwing these gmails out there. You can just, just do it. Email us. Let us know what you're thinking of the pod. Send us wacky hypotheticals, questions, concerns, comments. Let us know what you want to know on future episodes. You can also well, out us, to everybody, to quote, everyone, every single person. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also leave us a voicemail at Anchor.fm/slash Machine of Nonsense. We'd like to hear your voice on this here podcast. Same rules apply. Anything goes. We want to hear from you. Uh, that was episode 85, all about the first half of 2022. For Aaron, for myself, for Mike, for Kayla, we're getting out of here and we're saying goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, well, that's going to be in my head for a month now. 